It was terrible yesterday to hear about the shootings in Chattanooga, to find out that four Marines lost their life. Just terrible that people were injured. It's just it's just sad. If you serve in the military, I know that it was such a difficult day for you and for your family members. If you have loved ones that you lost who are injured, I'm just so sorry. You know, on today's show, we're going to hear from someone who is an ex-Marine, and he's going to tell about his spiritual journey into the Marines and what happened while he was serving. But I just wanted to start today's show by acknowledging that yesterday was a difficult day in America and reminding you and me to spend time today praying for those who were injured and for those who've experienced such great loss and just praying for our country. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talk to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cave. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Okay, so if you didn't get a chance to listen to part one of the story from Pastor Blake Maddox, I just want to encourage you to stop and go back one day and listen to part one so you can have a fuller picture of what's happening on today's show in part two. Now, yesterday, Blake told us about the bullying and the anger, and he heard a voice one day when he was 18 years old. Blake, what can you tell us about that voice? Whose voice was that? Well, I I know now, because I'm 30 plus years down the road, that it was the voice of the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue, and uh, words can lift us up and build us up, or words can uh, crush us and destroy us. And it, it was clearly the voice of the enemy. It's amazing. I mean, it's so real. It's real. He's real. The, the, it, it's real. It's real. You know, it's real. Here you are. You know, Blake was a, uh, he was bullied. He had a rage, like a, a, a monster in the dark inside of him. And he joined the Marines so that he could kill people. And so, and so take us back to that. You went to boot camp. It's 1979. Yeah, I was uh, I was on a ship mm-hmm. uh, for six months, the USS New Orleans, and I was in the Indian Ocean. I did what they call the Westpac, Western Pacific, and we were a show of force uh, in the Western Pacific uh, on the ready to get the hostages out of Iran. And it just so happened that uh, the ship that I was on for six months, I was a bunkmate with a guy who lived in Arvada, Colorado, that went to a church by the name of Faith Bible Chapel. And uh, I couldn't get away from him because we're (laughs) on a ship and he just wouldn't shut up about Jesus. That's all he wanted to do is talk about Jesus. And and I I really couldn't get away from him. And so for months, he just talked to me about the difference between religion, which I had grown up under, and relationship. And he talked to me about relationship with Jesus. And, uh, uh, you know, we spent six months on that ship and did a lot of things and experienced a lot of things together. And... um, as suddenly as I found myself there, I found myself out of there. And what ended up happening for me was um, I got an emergency phone call from home from my father that said that I needed to fly home uh, immediately because my mother was very sick. And so uh, I, of course, knew nothing about it. Uh, They had kept that all secret from me uh, because they didn't want me to worry. I'm on the other side of the world and um, in the Marine Corps. And 
So I flew home and, and found out as I'm flying home that my mother, who at 38 years old was diagnosed with melanoma. And uh, we grew up in Southern California, swimming pool in the backyard. And uh, we didn't know much about skin care. And so at a young age, my mother, who was fair skinned, uh, got melanoma. And so I flew home. And the day after I got home, my mother, 38 years old, died oh my word. Uh, of melanoma. And so... Uh, wow. I heard a voice almost as clearly as I did when um, when I walked by that television set. I heard a voice almost that clearly say to me, God killed your mother. And I, I probably have never been as angry as I was at that moment. I, I probably would describe myself as a time bomb just waiting to explode. So they honorably discharged me from the Marine Corps under hardship conditions because my father was widowed and I had three younger siblings at home. So my father was 42 and he had four children at home, 18 and under. And uh, I was home for about a week, and I got a card in the mail from Kirk. Kirk was the man I was stationed with in the Marine Corps on that ship. I got a card in the mail from his mother and father who lived in Colorado. He was still in the Marine Corps. And his mother and father said to me in the card, Blake, if you ever need to get away, you can come out and visit. And uh, I, I couldn't describe it then, but something compelled me to get in my car and drive 1,050 miles from Southern California to Colorado. So I found myself hmm. uh, about a month after my mother died in the state of Colorado, not knowing a person in the state of Colorado and showing up at their door and knocking on their door. And for the first time being exposed to authentic Christianity, um, not, uh, not preaching at me about uh, anything, but just showing me the love of God. They invited me into their home. I stayed with them for a week and it was a profound impact on my life, uh, just their kindness. The Bible says in Titus, when the kindness and the love of our Savior appeared, he saved us. Yes. <laughs> and so Amen. God bombarded me with kindness for a week, and I got in my car to drive back to California. And they said to me before I left, they said, Blake, if you need a place to stay, you can move in with us for free. And wow, I, mean, I remember every wow. night, I mean, it, it's it's hard to describe how, how that all happened. Um, but I remember every night going downstairs to stay in that bedroom that was Kirk's bedroom. He was still on a ship. And uh, I remember going down there in the bedroom, and this is a place I've never been before, and looking around on the walls, and all over the walls were pictures of me. I'd never been in this home. I'd never met these people before, but the, the, one of the rooms in their home has pictures of me on it. And it just, it, it just was speaking to me volumes about the love of God, even though I didn't know that's what it was. Did they there get the pictures from your, they got pictures from your friend and framed them and put them up just to yes. make you feel comfortable? Yes. Who are these people? No, well, they were <laughs> pictures of Kirk and I, oh, individual pictures, yes. because we did everything together. So you were friends. Yeah. Yeah, we were friends. And I, I had never experienced authentic caring other than from family members who mm -hmm. they're supposed to, your mom and dad are supposed to love you. But this was a couple that lived a thousand miles away and had never met me and they're telling me I could live with them. And so I went home and I broke my father's heart and said, Dad, I, I don't know why, but I've got to move to Colorado. And I picked up and I moved everything I had. And I found myself in their living room one day, uh, not even knowing why I was here. And, uh, and knowing now as I look back that God was just so using that. I, I had been at their house for uh, less than a week and they had decided that they were going to go to church one night. And uh, they asked me if I wanted to go. I reluctantly agreed to go. And uh, I didn't have very many options for clothes. It was either my uniforms, camouflage fatigues, or disco clothes. And uh, 
This was 1981. So I put the disco clothes on, the tight, skin-tight pants and the button-down shirt, half buttoned down with the Italian horn. And I showed up at church for the very first time in my life. And I had been in the building for less than a minute. And a woman walked up to me. I didn't know anybody in that room except those that family. A woman walked up to me and she said to me, young man, do you know that those aren't Christian pants? Oh. And I, oh. I remember, yes, this is my first Darn experience it. in the church. <laughs> well, I remember closing my hand because I was going to- Hit her? Hit her. Yeah. yeah. I was going to, and I thought, this is what I know about Christians and this is what I know. And, and I remember out of the corner of my eye, I saw this family. And they stood there, this family that had reached out to me in love. And I remember um, I unclenched my fist. I went into the service. And I can't tell you what the pastor preached on that day. But I remember I found myself at the altar at the end of the service. And uh, the pastor laid his hands on me. And he said these words to me. He said, you got a good one. And I, I don't know what that means. I didn't know what it meant then. I still don't know what it means. But I do remember this. I turned around to walk up the aisle. And I'm walking back to my seat, and I heard the voice of the Lord for the very first time. Up to this point, I'd only heard the voice of the enemy. God killed your mother. Go in the Marine Corps, and you can kill people, and you won't go to prison. And I heard the Lord say this to me, Blake, I've called you to be a pastor. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry, Lisa. I just said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I... I don't like people. You can't, you can't ask me to do something like that. That, that means I'm going to have to care about people. Are you crying right now? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you don't have to say you're sorry. You don't have to and, say you're uh, sorry, Blake. How many times have you told this story and to this day? Oh, I, you know? I tell it. I know. I tell it uh, often. I, I get the privilege of teaching at Youth with a Mission often, and I'm so thankful that no. I can tell people that monsters that live in the dark yeah. Don't have to consume your life. No, they don't. And they don't have to destroy your life. So No, that's right. I and wrestled. It, it, oh, I just have to say this before you go on. It is wonderful. It's wonderful that your heart is so tender towards the Lord all these years later and that and that this happened. This is this is the story of of your life and I'm just Thank you for, thank you for, and you got saved. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I mean, you were so lost and there was so much darkness and you're right. You're right. God can save. Don't, don't judge anyone. Just know that God can save. He saves. He saves. He saves. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I would say, I would say, know this, both in the old and the new Testament, you can strategically track the strategy of the enemy. And it was always to destroy the young. He did it with Moses. He did it with Jesus. Get me the young and I'll kill him. And then I'll wipe out the deliverer. Yeah. I'll wipe out the Messiah. It's always the strategy of the enemy to go after the young because they're most vulnerable. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God comes to give life and life abundantly. My brother and I, from the time I was old enough to start thinking outside of the box, I said to my brother, when I'm old enough to move, I'm going to move to Alaska because I don't ever want to see another human being as long as I live. I wanted to go in the Marine Corps. I wanted to kill people, and then I wanted to go live somewhere where I'd never have to deal with people. And all along, God had a plan. He had woven me together in my mother's womb. And uh, he had planned for me to be a pastor, and the enemy tried to keep me from it. And so you were about to say that he said, you're going to be a pastor, and you were like, you began to wrestle with God. Well, I told him no. Yeah. I said, uh, I can't do it. I, I'm pretty sure you have to like people if you're going to be a pastor. And I, <laughs> I don't like people. 
I told the Lord, I, matter of fact, I hate people, and you can't ask me to do that. And But God spoke that to me in August of 1981, and in November of 1991, I was ordained as a pastor <laughs> at Faith Bible Chapel, and there was, a, there was just a lot of years of God just teaching me how to care for people. Like, how would you, how, I mean, how can you surmise, you know, but how, how would you like wrap up your perception of what God has done in your life? I would say that God's had his eye on you from before the foundations of this world. And no matter what your circumstances or your situation right now are telling you, uh, God's love for you is deep, it's true, it's sincere, and he's pursuing you. He's pursued you from the moment you took your first breath, and he's still pursuing you. And when I look back over my life, I see the pursuit of that. I see the, I see the driving force of the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I see the relentless love of God pursuing. And I would just encourage you to know that the relentless love of God is pursuing you, and it, never, it will never cease to pursue you. I, I've learned that you have to confront the monsters that live in the dark. You can't ignore them. Um, you know, one of the analogies that I use when I teach at YWAM is that I, I have a bowling ball that has a chain attached to it and it has a clasp. And so each of the students, depending on how large the school is, has to wear that ball and chain for an hour or two hours wow. and, uh, and drag it with them. And, um, and, and just what it's like when they finally take that thing off and they don't have to drag that thing around. And I, I would just say, just don't, uh, don't drag around the monsters that live in the dark. You know, the Bible says that we have weapons to confront monsters that live in the dark, and those weapons are light and truth. And light does not condemn, but it exposes. So turn the light on where the monster lives in the dark and let the light expose what is there and then confront it. And God will give you the keys to doing it. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, if you speak to the mountain and you do not doubt but believe in your heart that what you say and you tell that mountain to be cast into the sea, it has to obey you. And I would encourage you, whether it's a mountain or a monster, that you speak to it. And you call it out and you tell it to be gone in your life. And uh, God's a God of deliverance. And he came to set the captives free and he expects us to walk in that and experience that. Before we go, Blake, would you please um, pray for um, someone who's listening and, and um, nobody knows, but they have a monster that they that they've been dealing with and they just need prayer. Would you just, would you pray for us? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Lisa. Father, I thank you that uh, there's not a person in this listening audience that is beyond your reach. There's not a person in this listening audience who uh, you don't have your mind and your heart toward. Father, I pray that you would reach out with the love of Christ and uh, that you would embrace each and every person. I pray, God, that whatever they've experienced, loneliness, fear, doubt, unbelief, whatever the monster is that lives in the dark, that you would give them the confidence to know that you love them with an everlasting love and that your plans are good, their plans to prosper and not to harm and plans to give a hope and a future. I pray, God, that you would minister your love in supernatural and specific ways to your listeners today and that, God, you would set them free to walk in the fullness of what you have for them, Lord. God, I thank you for the gift of every person that's listening and that you love them enough that you sent your son to die for them. In Jesus' name, amen.